Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Me personally, I feel like, you know, coming in, I feel like it was going to be challenging. Like my first day of uh, lifts, I was like, uh, I got to do this for a couple, three months. I don't know, but I got used to it. Uh, you know, everybody brought me in, the family, uh, the receivers, the coaches, the defense, you know, Jadon Wilson, you know, we went to high school together. So me coming here, I was kind of more, I was more comfortable than I was, you know, if I had to go to another school or anything like that, but I'm, I'm very glad I came here. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been an easy Friday show, and we're just one hour away from getting it all done and heading into the weekend. But we know with all the sporting events going on today, it's great with having the Masters and Razorback Baseball, but basketball with the transfer portal, it's an ongoing thing, a daily thing, and it's almost hard to keep up with. So let's talk about that and a lot more as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline and welcome in Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio as well as the Aaron Torres Podcast. And my guy, A.T., as always, appreciate you joining us. How you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good, fellas. How the Razorbacks doing? I know we got a little double dip today, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So far, they're winning. So uh, as long as they're good. as long as they're winning, that's uh, that's all that matters. But uh, the thing is, is with with uh, the basketball side of things, though, too, man, it's wild to me how the season ends and it gets about as busy or is about as interesting yep. as anything when it comes to this transfer portal and seeing the names and the players that are coming into it. It's it's just become a, it's its own season of itself where it's exciting, it's frustrating, but it's also crazy. <laughs> uh, all three of the above, and you know, I think. Listen, I I think we've kind of said in passing, you know, April and May, like how important they are. Like we we've discussed it. I, I think this is the year that it's official. Like like if you're not putting you know boots on the ground, if you're not everywhere at one time you're falling behind for next year. And, and, and you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily been quite like this in previous years where, you know, you, you still wanted to recruit kind of the high school ranks. But now, I mean, you have coaches openly talking about, you know, Todd Golden, the coach at Florida specifically, is one that comes to mind. He basically said, I'm not recruiting high school players anymore. Um, basically, our roster is going to be put together in April and May. And, you know, there's an exception to every rule. He said, you know, if it's the right kid or if he wants to be a Florida Gator or whatever, there's an exception to every rule. But the point being is that now more than ever, this is how you put your roster together. And so it's interesting because obviously I know the three of us have talked about this for years, but I think Eric Musselman was a little bit ahead of the curve. Um, But now everybody's doing it, but I still don't know that anybody does it as well as Coach Muss and the Razorbacks. So they're obviously on a lot of kids. You know, we'll see who they end up with. I like the Menafield kid that they've already got committed. I'm sure they probably want at least two or three more bodies before this whole cycle is done. But to your point, John, it is crazy. You know, I, I, I probably even when I was in Houston for the Final Four, spent a lot of time just kind of monitoring everything. And now you come back, and it is full speed ahead with all the portal stuff. You mentioned Menafield there. What is it that you like about his game? What does he add to the Razorbacks roster? Well, I think the number one thing is, um, you know, to play for Coach Muss, you got to compete on both ends of the floor, and everybody wants to put the ball in the basket. You know, it's it's what we all want to do when we're a kid when you first pick up that basketball. But but you know, Menafield's a tenacious defender, and especially on the perimeter. Um, you know, I think obviously, I think we all assume that Devo Davis is going to be back, and and if he is, that that's a pretty lethal one-two punch defensively. And then you know, you add Jordan Walsh potentially, who I know hasn't made any official declaration, at least not one that I've seen. 
Now, all of a sudden, you're talking about an elite, elite, elite defensive team. Um, I think on top of that, and it goes without saying, um, you know, shot the ball pretty well as a true freshman this year in college basketball. You'd expect that to improve in his second full year. And obviously, I know for Arkansas fans, that has been an area uh, that, that I know that fans have wanted addressed this offseason was the, the three-point shooting wasn't great this past year. How can it get better? I know Menafield shot 33% as a freshman this year at Washington. So that ability to me, Joe, to do it on both ends of the floor, um, I think we, we all look at the stat sheet and how many points did he have against this team, but to compete on the defensive end of the floor as a young player, I think that's a great sign for what he'll bring to Fayetteville next year. Well, of course, and uh, they're going to be hosting a few visits and talking with some guys too, but the one that everyone keeps just trying to wonder if there's any legit interest there is, of course, Hunter Dickinson, one of the biggest, if not the biggest name in the transfer portal. He did say that he had a Zoom meeting with Arkansas. And I, first off, I'm curious about what you think about his game and, and maybe where you think he ends up. But also, somebody like him, a big-name player that just jumps into the portal is just crazy where you think about he had it going at Michigan. He had a lot of great things going. They didn't have the year that they probably wanted. But seeing some of these big names is just so shocking sometimes when the portal hits and they had so much success at the previous stop. Yeah, no, John. I mean, I, I mean, I was in Houston um, last Friday. It was probably right around this time when it happened, and I did the double take. You know, I, I, I saw whoever was the first one to have the news, and I made sure it wasn't a fake account. And I was like, this can't be possible. But you know, it's the new world, and and I think a few things is one. Um, listen, you know, we all know the NIL stuff, et cetera, but I think there's also a lot of cases where whether it's a coaching change, whether it's a disappointing year, whether it's whatever. I think, you know, increasingly we're going to see guys just enter the portal just to kind of see what's out there. Now, that's not going to be everybody. There's a lot of people that are going to be happy with where they're at. There's going to be a lot of people coming off a disappointing year or they feel like they should be doing more. You know, it's crazy because Ryan Nemhard, who was the, the starting point guard on Creighton, you know, I was told that, that his family thinks that, you know, he he needs a bigger role. And he was the – he led – Creighton in minutes played, and they just made the Elite Eight. So I don't know how much bigger of a role you can get somewhere else, but, like, I think they want to see what else is out there. And so, you know, with Hunter Dickinson, it's the same thing. Now, as far as being a player is concerned, I'll say this, is that, you know, I've kind of changed my tune a little bit on, you know, the traditional big man over the last couple days and, and really weeks is, you know, you see how big UConn was. Um, and the way that, you know, teams just got in the paint and they just were surrounded by big bodies, it really struck me is that, you know, I think we were all ready to just kind of write off big guys and, you know, it's a guard sport and, you know, you got to be able to shoot threes and five guards on the floor at the same time. Like, I do still think there is value on both ends where on the one end you can dump the ball down to a guy that's seven foot one and, and he's probably either going to get a bucket or go to the foul line. But then two, Defensively, the problem that it the problems that it creates around the rim. Now he's not an elite level rim protector where he's blocking four shots a game or anything like that, but it creates problems for the other team. So I, I think you know wherever he goes, he's going to to have a lot of success. Um, you know, with Arkansas, I think it's it's just it's it's too hard to say what kind of impact and, and what he would do because we don't really know who would be with him and around him. Obviously, Trevin Brazil will be back. Uh, Jalen Graham will be back, but listen, you know, I think if, if you have the chance to get this kid, one, you at least, you know, you make the phone call, right? I mean, you, you just see what he's interested in. What, is it about fit? Is it about style? Is it about strictly NIL? Is it about a fresh start? Is there a geographic, you know, does he just want to, you know, play wherever? Um, and then from there, you figure out, is he going to fit and, and is he the right person for our team? But, you know, I, I obviously we know that Coach Moss and his staff at this time of year leave no stone unturned. And so, you know, just because there's a Zoom meeting doesn't mean that um, the school's interest. You know, I, I think there's mutual interest, but it doesn't mean that an offer's coming or a visit's coming or a commitment is coming. But you got to make that call. And I, and I give Coach Moss and his staff credit for getting on, the, on that Zoom, seeing what Hunter Dickinson's about, seeing if it makes sense for what Arkansas is trying to build for 2023-2024. And then you kind of just take it from there and see if uh, see if there's there's further interest beyond that. Aaron, is it to the point where you can't be taken by surprise by some of the names that are putting their names in a transfer portal? Now they do have the option to return to the school where they currently are, but should this just be the expectation from now on that you know that every year there are going to be names that you wouldn't think would get in the portal, but you just expect that to happen? 
I think that's where we're at, Joe. I do. And, and it, it was, you know, I don't know if funny is the right word, but ironic, interesting, whatever. But even as I was traveling back from Houston, um, I'm getting texts about, hey, have you heard this about this UConn guy or that UConn guy? And these are good play, like guys that just played in the national championship game the night before is like, well, you know, we hear he might be looking for this or he might want that or his high school coach is there, so maybe he'll consider this. And I just, you know, listen, when 100 Dickinson enters, when Orion Nemhard from Creighton enters, like you're still going to be surprised, but like I, I don't think there's any one player, um, like, like I think, Every situation is just different, and I, I, I think one thing, you know, that Eric Musselman has done, he kind of, he's, he said this before publicly, is like we operate on a year-to-year basis. We don't, you know, we, you know, we recruit certain guys hoping they're going to be here two, three, four years, but we don't ever go in with that assumption. Um, and so, yeah, like, like I just don't, I, I think in this era, you just never know. And, and I think also because the rosters change so fast, you know, the plan that you had for a player. Um, you know, that can change as well where, where you know, I'll, I'll just give you guys an example, right? So, like, you know, Oscar Shebway at Kentucky technically has a year of eligibility. Um, his plan was to go pro after this year, and, and Kentucky kind of recruited a roster, um, you know, to, to you know, replace Oscar Shebway basically. And, you know, if you read the Kentucky message boards and stuff, I, I don't have any personal intel into whether this will happen, but – you know, if there's great NIL money for Oscar Shibway somewhere in college basketball, like the inclination seems to be that he would consider returning. Well, does he return to Kentucky? I mean, imagine that. You know, Oscar Shibway, the national player of the year two years ago, nation's leading rebounder, literally statistically one of the great rebounders in college basketball history. Like, I don't think he's going to end up in the portal, but I don't think it's like completely 0.00000% either. And so I just bring it up to say, Joe, I, I actually very much agree with that sentiment, is that you're, there's always going to be surprised, but you, you, you also can't be surprised either, right? Caleb Love, Caleb Love literally hit one of the most iconic shots in college basketball history. He basically ended Coach K's career in a Final Four. I mean, just think about that. Ended Coach K's career in a Final Four wearing a North Carolina jersey, and a year later he's transferring to Michigan. It's just the world we live in, you know. It, it, you know, to me, I, I don't know where you guys stand. I don't know if it's good or bad. I just accept that this is where we are, and you know, maybe at some point it scales back a little bit or whatever. Um, but it is a crazy world, and I think at this point, you just you can't really ultimately be that surprised by any individual that ends up deciding to look at other options. UConn had a couple of players on the roster that were there from the transfer portal, but for the most part. Dan Hurley, he likes to shape the roster around players that have been there in the program. So there will be interest in players wanting to go to UConn, but will UConn show that same mutual interest in bringing in players? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, a couple people were asking me about this earlier this week. You know, UConn almost hit the portal by necessity last offseason. They they had two or three guys that they brought in that they thought were going to be part of the developmental process that just said, you know what, screw it, I'm going somewhere else. And um, you know, notably Corey Floyd, who, who ended up at Providence, um, you know, he was a redshirt last year, um, was brought into redshirt, knew he was going to redshirt, um, and decided to leave after a redshirt year. And, like, like Dan Hurley made some pretty pointed comments last summer where he didn't name names, but, but like, he called some people out. Like, you know, we put together a plan for you, and, and you changed things up. And so... It worked out best because Tristan Newton, um, you know, who was a starter on Monday night's championship team, ended up coming through the portal and became a priority because of some of those guys that decided to leave. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think UConn is in a weird position because uh, Jordan Hawkins, who was probably their best player this year, he declared earlier this morning for the NBA draft, earlier this afternoon, excuse me. But outside of him, there's nobody that's like a surefire NBA player so they could return actually a reasonable amount of talent off last year's raw, off this year's roster, I should say. Um, but they are working the portal. You know, I think the, the one thing that they'll need is somebody to replace Jordan Hawkins, the the, the shooting guard who was such a great three point shooter. Uh, they've targeted a few guys. You know, Nick Timberlake from Towson. I'm you know whoever. I mean, I don't know if you guys care or not, but the point is they, they've reached out to a few guys, and and that seems to be the one priority. Um, and Dan Hurley said it, you know, at, at media availability during the Final Four is like, you know, we still do believe that you can have a balance of both. You can develop players in your program um, and then supplement through the portal. I don't really know how realistic that is in 2023, 2024, but UConn still believes it can be done. 
But I think the interesting part will be um, who ends up coming back off that title team. And then also, let's be honest, the, the trickle-down effects that could come with it is that, you know, Jordan Hawkins is gone, but if two or three players that you expect to come, that you were not expecting to come back do, does that mean that other guys enter the portal? Does that mean that, you know, I'm not saying this will happen, I'm, I'm not speculating that it will, but does a high school player then say, well, now my path to playing time isn't there because this junior or senior that was supposed to graduate is now coming back and using an extra year of eligibility. I want out. So, you know, nobody in this new world has it perfect, you know. Um, but, you know, Dan Hurley, like everybody else, you know, you kind of got to rally and, and, and whatever hand you're dealt, you got to deal with it. <laughs> you know, obviously UConn, uh, you know, has, uh, you know, the, the, the championship to hang their hat on. So the, the problems probably sting a little bit less than they do for some other teams. But, you know, all 360-whatever Division One teams are dealing with this right now. I don't think anybody's immune to it in 2023-2024. Now, Aaron, I know that, uh, you, you know, you brought up UConn, and I love how people put out these way-too-early top 25s for next year when it's like nobody even knows what the rosters are going to look like. So it is pretty fascinating. Well, yeah, mine was the best, though. Uh, of so. course, of course it nah, was. Kidding, of course it was, yeah. But uh, it's like it's funny to me, though, because there are some teams nah. that may uh, be under some extreme pressure next year, some coaches that may be under extreme pressure where it's like, hey, you got to win. I feel like Kentucky is one of those. Uh, I feel like North Carolina, especially after the past year that they had, are one of those. Maybe even Michigan. But as far as some of the coaches and teams that you feel like are on the most have the most pressure next year, who do you think is the ones that have to get it going? Have to have a big off season, have to have a big portal season, and be able to win immediately next year. Yeah. First of all, I'll say this, John. I know you're just joking, but but I will tell you, it's mostly because of the portal and the COVID waiver. I've done these way too early top 25s at the end of the season pretty much, you know, for about a decade now, whatever, whenever they started becoming in vogue. This was by far the toughest one because, you know, you have fifth and sixth year. You know, I, I think it's it's the combination of the COVID year with NIL, right, where guys that are 23, 24, you know, four years ago, they just would have said, screw college, I'm not doing another year. But now, you know, with, with, with NIL, you can make real money in college. And so the point I'm trying to make is, you know, there's going to be some fourth, fifth, six-year guys that say, you know what, I'm good, I'm done with college, I'm going to try the professional ranks. And then there are others that are just going to say, you know what, I'll, I can make decent money playing at fill-in-the-blank school. I'm going to, you know, see what's out there. So I will say it was harder to put together than ever before. It's fun, whatever, who cares? The rosters will be finalized here in the next probably six weeks or so. Um but as far as teams are concerned, you know, I would say North Carolina is probably the one. Now, Michigan is, too. You know, they've had back-to-back losing seasons or back-to-back disappointing seasons, I really should say. Um, you lose Hunter Dickinson. Um, that's just a bad look for the head coach. I mean, basically every prime, you know, primetime recruit that Juwan Howard has brought in has either left early for the NBA draft, um, transferred, whatever. Um, but from the Blue Blood perspective, listen, you know, North Carolina is the big one to me. I mean, you just can't go to the NIT at North Carolina, especially, by the way, um, when you started the season ranked number one in the country. Um, but I would also say with, with that, um, it does appear to me, um, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it does feel like they're trying to pin pretty much everything on Caleb Love. I mean, most of the rest of the team is coming back. Um, you know, Jeff Goodman, I think, was the guy that reported when Caleb Love entered the portal that it was quote-unquote mutual I'm sorry, you don't send a, a player leaving to going to the portal isn't mutual unless you basically don't want him back. Like, like you know, a three-year starter going to the portal basically means that you don't want him back. So I think there's some pressure there. And then the Kentucky stuff, it, you know, it goes without saying. I mean, you know, I'm not as sour on the Kentucky program as a lot of people. Uh, they dealt with, you know, it was almost like an Arkansas deal where they just they never had the same lineup for two, three, four games in a row. And you look at their season, they swept Tennessee, they obviously won at Bud Walton, they beat Auburn. Um, and, you know, they, they, you know, I think it's easy to forget now, they were up with under four minutes to go against Kansas State before Kansas State rallied to win. So, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you win that game, you're in the Sweet 16, and, and who knows what happens from there. So, you know, Calipari's going to do the Calipari stuff, but, but it is at a weird tipping point at Kentucky where it does sort of feel like, like, you know, he's got the number one recruiting class coming in. Um, you know, his star recruit is a former player, you know, is the son of a former player of his. It does kind of feel like if, if he doesn't turn it around next year, I think that's sort of when Kentucky can sort of finagle its way out of that lifetime contract. It's not really a lifetime contract, but basically this year there was nothing they could really do about it. Next year you can kind of start to, like I said, wiggle your way out of it. So 
for Calipari, I mean, listen, the clock's ticking. I mean, hasn't made the second weekend of the tournament since 2019, right? So, in Arkansas fan, you've been there three times since Kentucky's been there last. So, it's going to be a fascinating offseason. And then, obviously, a fascinating regular season, because to your point, John, I think it's a good one. Whether it is North Carolina, you know, um, Michigan, Kentucky specifically, there's a lot of coaches that, that I, I think have to start producing results uh, early next season. Aaron, we have about a minute left. Adama Sanogo, who was the uh, most dominant player in the NCAA tournament, and maybe, and he was the most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament. Any indication on his intentions on either returning to UConn or submitting for the NBA draft? Yeah, I'll try to be quick here, guys. You know, being there um, in Houston, I'll tell you, you know, he's almost an Oscar Shibway where he doesn't project as a great NBA player. Um, but the complication with it is like Oscar Shibway. There's some complications with NIL because he's a foreign student. It's not as simple as he can just do whatever somebody offers him. Um, but I know that UConn is working hard behind the scenes where if he wants to come back, he will be able to take care of his family. Um, and I think it sets up an interesting kind of follow-up there with the, the freshman center, Donovan Klingon, who does have probably a little bit more NBA upside. You know, I, I, I can't see if Adama comes back, I can't see Donovan Klingon coming back to be a backup again. So does that mean that he goes to the portal? Does that mean that he declares for the draft? So my guess is of those two big centers, one of them is back for UConn next year. I really, as weird as it sounds, it's hard for me to even say who that would be. I don't think you get both back, though. If Sonogo returns, Klingon probably tests the NBA draft waters. If Sonogo does not return, then I think Klingon probably stays and tries to carve out a bigger role and goes to the pros after next season. Well, Aaron, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. I know it's a crazy time for you, but it's a fun time for everybody when it comes to uh, right now in the world of sports. So we appreciate you hopping on, talking a little basketball with us. Enjoy your weekend, dude. We'll be catching up with you later, all right? All right. Thank you both. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Again, that was Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio and the Aaron Torres Podcast. Joining us on the Jones and Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. We'll take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll uh, get to more Out of Bounds. We'll give you an update on the Razorback baseball game because they have blown it open against Ole Miss. Some big plays, but we'll give you that update. Have a little funny clip as well dealing with the NBA on TNT. I can't wait to play. So there's more of your phone calls and messages on an easy Friday show coming up next. Hagen Smith as I get in the zone with Justin Acre and Wes Moore each Wednesday. We will break down each of my outings and look ahead to the next matchup. My visit is brought to you by John Mark Goings Allstate. I've got the mound covered, but John Mark Goings Allstate has all of your insurance needs covered. Are you in good hands? The Arkansas Travelers opened up their season last night, beating the Corpus Christi Hooks 9-5. They'll be back at it again tonight with first pitch set for 7.05. Coverage for that game can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. Arkansas baseball will play two today as yesterday's game was postponed due to weather. Game one will start at 2 p.m. Coverage for that one can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. Game two will start approximately an hour after the conclusion of game one. It can be heard on the Buzz with coverage beginning at 6 o'clock. And in the NFL, the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets deal could be done on draft night as both sides are still working on draft compensation. Also, the Ravens are looking into quarterbacks in the draft as the Lamar Jackson contract and trade request is still playing out. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This Saturday, the UFC returns to action with UFC 287 at 9 p.m. The main event features a UFC middleweight championship rematch between Alex Pereira and Israel, the last stylebender, Adesanya. In the co-main event, Miami's very own Jorge Gamebred Masvidal looks to put on a show against Gilbert Burns and the undefeated prodigy Paul El Nino Problema Rosas Jr. looks to keep the hype train cruising as the youngest fighter in UFC history. Stick around after the fights for the dude called Rob in the basement till 2 a.m. For VIP sections, email Grub at gmail.com. If you are a shelter insurance policyholder and have damage to your home, car, farm, or business due to the recent storms, please call 1-800-SHELTER. That's toll-free 1-800-743-5837. Or report your claim online at shelterinsurance.com. Early reporting of your loss will help shelter schedule adjusters to handle your claim. Take whatever reasonable steps you can to protect your property from additional damage and call 1-800-SHELTER to report your claim today. 
Is your Oaklawn the sound of starting gates and pounding hooves? Is it the first sip of the perfect post-time Bloody Mary? Or maybe it's just Saturdays with lots of friends and zero cares. No matter what you love about live racing at Oaklawn, it's back and better than ever. With more race days, bigger purses, and the top thoroughbreds in the world, this season is like no other. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hi guys, it's Mark with South Lake Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical advancement that has helped thousands of men. Our wave technology is backed by 60 clinical studies, including from Cambridge University. It's been shown to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED, call us now. And not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, but we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results in the bedroom. You're going to love that one, guys. Trust me. This unprecedented offer is worth $600, but it's free to those who call in the next two minutes. Call 501-492-6000. That's 501-492-6000. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your life back. Call South Lake Medical Clinic now to qualify. 501-492-6000. With a schedule like mine, I don't always have time to run into a store for things I need. Greenway makes it easy to order equipment, parts, John Deere apparel, and even toys for my kids. And I have 24-7 access to Greenway's dealership right at my fingertips. That's why I shop online at GoGreenway.com. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Well, Fayetteville is 1,843 miles away, but the call of the Hogs can be heard all the way to San Francisco. On 1037 The Buzz. An easy Friday show. You're on Out of Bounds. A few updates to give out. Like first, Arkansas Razorback baseball up eight to nothing on Ole Miss at the bottom of the fifth inning. Uh, thanks in part to some great plays, but the big play came from Brady Slavens as he hit a grand salami piss missile just out of a grand slam and, and was a no doubter. And that was uh, able to take Arkansas's lead from four nothing to eight nothing. And uh, Hunter Holland still in the game. Still doing some great things. So good to see the Razorbacks are taking care of business. And uh, also a scary situation with dealing with the Masters as a tree fell at Augusta on the golf course. And there's this video that's going around that shows it. And when I'm saying a tree, I'm not saying like, oh, a branch. I'm talking about an entire tree fell and it fell on people. Now, they have suspended play and they're, and they're you know meeting with people trying to you know address the situation. But... I uh, don't really know the extent of it, but still just a, a scary thing seeing that. I'm like, my goodness, how does a tree fall? An entire tree fall at Augusta. But, uh, yeah, as I said, scary deal, but they are going to suspend play just for a little bit and, and get that figured out. And, again, hopefully nobody's majorly hurt or uh, anything like that because, you know, I mean, I, I'm not around. A, I've never had a tree fall on me, but I feel like it's probably not something that's uh, a very pleasant experience when it does happen. So we'll keep you updated on that part of it, too. And uh, also, as far as the uh, uh, Masters itself, Brooks Kepka still, of course, leading the way at 12-under. Got John Rahm, who has surged a little bit. He's sitting at 9-under. He's in second place. And then Sam Bennett, who's already finished. He was the one that finished at 8-under. Uh, he's there at the third spot there, too. But still a lot of golf to be played and uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of different moves to be made there at the top of the leaderboard as well. You know, I thought about saving this for uh, three and out, but since it's such a long clip, I, I wanted to play it here since uh, I kind of call it a flex segment. But, you know, we I love it with NBA on TNT, Charles Barkley and Shaq and, and everybody, and just some of the antics that go on. But this, I saw this this morning, and I died laughing. I had to watch it twice because I was laughing so hard. But essentially, uh, the first part of it, though, was when, uh, Charles Barkley was being uh, asked a question from a, a caller on a podcast with Ernie, 
And so they had that clip, and then it goes into the reaction from the guys in the studio after watching the clip and what Charles had had, had to say about soap itself. Pretty funny comment here. Four nine eight seven zero three three zero. Here's call number one. Hi, Sir Charles. If you drop soap on the floor, is the soap dirty or is the floor clean? <laughs> I think soap is always clean. What if you drop a bar of soap into a sandbox? See, now you're just making up stuff. You know I travel with my own soap. You knew that, didn't you? No. I travel with a big bar of soap. I, I love soap. Why? Are you afraid that it's not going to be in the hotel? They started, is there a, a reason yes, they started, dermatologically that you need a no, sp- be, specific soap? Because these hotels started being cheap. Those bars ain't big enough. Because I almost had a couple accidents with the soap in hotels. Uh, in what way? Well, when I was washing a part of my body, I almost had a little incident. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> I almost had a little incident with those little bars of soap. Almost lose it. I almost lost it. And I was like, whoa, that was too close for comfort. So now I travel with my own big bars of soap. <laughs> that happened on the steam room today. We're going to get kicked out there. <laughs> no. I'm kind of hold on, Chuck. What happened with the soap? No, don't go there. Cause I, I got so many jokes in. I'm, I don't want to get Chuck. Well, what happened? I almost lost the bar of soap. <laughs> <laughs> they keep making them hotel bar soaps look so tiny. Oh man, I'm lost to where, Chuck? Hey, Chuck. I don't know where he lost it. I don't, Chuck. I don't know where he lost it. But I'm still oh. kind of worried that. He prefers bigger balls of soap now. <laughs> that makes me worry too. <laughs> so I don't know. Can't lose, I'm bro. just saying, man. I don't know. I don't know how to take it either way. Next segment. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how to take it either oh, way. You know what you got to say? Oh, okay. Got all, you, all you got to you say, Shaq, is oh. it's that time. Oh, my. Like that was, I was dying laughing when I was hearing that. And just because the, the delivery of it all and just almost like the commonality of, of Chuck. First off, being just completely, totally honest about it, but just going out there, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like they got cheap, and I uh, just wanted to, you know, didn't, didn't almost had, almost lost it. So just the, the build up and the, the funniness, man, it's just, I love how what they have and how entertaining it is, but also just the fact that they they got no shame and they don't they don't mind just talking about anything and everything that's ever happened in their life. But again, I don't know what's funnier, the, the story from Chuck or the reaction from the guys in the studio. Today. It all happens on the fly too. That's the best part of it. But uh, but yeah, who even thinks of that? Like, hey, I'm traveling with my own bars of soap. I, I, I like I I could get like I don't know because I travel with like body wash and stuff just get, just because you never know what the hotel is gonna be or if they have you know if it's any good. But as far as an actual bar of soap though, uh, I, I don't know if I do that. I, I can't remember the last time I've actually used just a bar of soap unless it was washing my hands. Well, but. even how he started it though, he said, you know, I love soap and and I travel with my own soap. He said. You know, of course, he goes into the explanation of why, but he starts off, I love soap. So, I mean, yeah, everybody wants to be clean, but never knew if it came from, you know, you've heard that point of view either. Yeah, well, as long as he's, uh, as long as he's using soap, if he loves soap, you know he's going to use soap. But, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that was just hysterical. All because of someone just trying to have a little fun question of if they drop a bar of soap on a dirty floor, is the soap dirty or is the floor clean? Like, just basing it off of that just goes on and, and has some fun with it, too. So uh, there was another clip last night I saw with, uh, you know, Kenny was late getting to the set during uh, after a commercial break. He was running out there, and he had no shoes on. And everyone was like, what, what's going on here? And what it was is that he was in the bathroom, and, uh, you know, he was uh, doing his business, and took a little longer than what he thought, and so they were all giving him a lot of crap for it, too, because it's like, man, we're getting close to the playoffs over here, and it's like, you got to choose your bathroom breaks a little bit better, but, yeah. That's and, and leaves the shoes on the set, so they yeah. were probably sitting there waiting on him. <laughs> it's just it's funny. He had to take off his shoes to do that, but, yeah, again, I just I just love that, and that clip was just hysterical, so I had to play it. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Brent's in Stuttgart. What's up, Brent? What's up, John and Joe? Hey, up, Brent. Man? Um... I just want you to know I do travel with my own body wash because I just don't like hotel soap. I'm the same way, it, Brent. I'm the same way. It doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't make your skin, your, your skin, <laughs> you don't feel real clean, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, and, uh, um, 
but I do have a I do have a question for you because last night I was watching the Razor ba- the ra- lady the softball game okay uh, against Georgia mm-hmm. and I watched them I watched them anytime I can, and I saw that uh, Dorian Kraft was doing the color yeah you know used to be at Channel Eleven and I can't oh, I, I didn't realize she had left Channel Eleven so where is she? Now, do y'all know? Uh, Dorian's doing some like freelance work, stuff like that, with the SEC Network and with the U of A, and uh, she's kind of just uh, doing a bunch of different sports stuff, and you know, uh, finding out uh, you know if there's anything more, a little bit more permanent. But yeah, she's kind of jumping around doing stuff for. Uh, I know she's helped out UCA at times, and uh, she's done stuff for uh, high school stuff too, and also with uh, the U of A besides just softball. I feel like she's done soccer before too. But yeah, so she's just doing a bunch of stuff like that. Because I had seen that she, when she left Little Rock, she went to work for the Big Ten Network or something. That I think that, I think I believe that's correct. I know she was uh, living in uh, Ohio for a good bit, and I believe it was in some sort of connection with the Big Ten Network. So she's uh, so I would assume now she's back in Arkansas. Correct. Enough of that Ohio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Correct. No. Yeah, she's back in Arkansas at least for the time being. Hey, what's happening on the transfer portal today? Anything good? Uh, as far as Razorbacks related, no, nothing, nothing new to report. Other than the fact that uh, they do have visits coming up, and uh, I guess the only other thing would be, as far as an official visit, is that uh, Jameer Watkins, who's the VCU forward, is going to be visiting Arkansas. He's a six-seven, two hundred ten-pound sophomore. He averaged ten points and six rebounds per game. Uh, for the VCU Rams this past season, as well as knocking down 36 three-pointers. But that's really the only thing of, of note or up-to-date that's changed, at least over the past 24 hours. Okay, so you, you did say Virginia Commonwealth, not TCU, right? Correct, yes, Virginia Commonwealth. Okay. Y'all have a, have a great weekend, and I hope you, you guys, both of you, I hope y'all have a great Easter. All right, you too. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate it, Brent, and a happy Easter to you as well. So. Uh, but yeah, that, yeah, the portal has been again going crazy, and there's been a lot of things going on with it. But as far as what it is right now, it's kind of uh, all quiet on the Western Front. Which you know, after this weekend, I guarantee you, when me and Joe come on the show on Monday, it's gonna have, we're gonna have plenty to talk about with all different types of changes, whether it's players making their decisions from Arkansas or coming to Arkansas or maybe some new visits or whatnot. Yeah, it's going to be an ongoing thing that's going to continue to happen. So That'll be fun, too, because we'll be at the Buzz Golf Tournament during yeah. all that happening. And uh, so it should be a great time on Monday. Reminder that today, New Life Church, they're going to give away dinner from 4.30 to 6. And that's in North Little Rock on Crystal Hill Road. And they're going to continue to do that with lunch and dinner tomorrow and Monday. So lunch will be from 11.30 to 1 and then dinner 4.30 to 6. And on Tuesday, they're going to do lunch only, and that's going to be from 11.30 to 1. Yeah, I'd see, yeah that's, that's a great deal. I know uh, the guys at The Zone were at Cigar Republic, and uh, they were uh, hanging out and doing some things for great causes there, too, for tornado relief and got to talk with some people. So, yeah, just, again, continuing on, great stuff that uh, many people in the community here are doing to try to help those who are in need the most. And so... Uh, it's, it's again, it's just awesome. But yeah, we'll be at the Buzz Golf Tournament on Monday. Looking forward to that. Should be a great and beautiful Monday uh, to get out there at Rebsman Golf Course. And we have one segment though to get to before we close up shop. And it's three and out. It's coming up next. You won't want to miss it. And then we'll get you ready for Drive Time Sports. But you got to stay with us because it's going to be great. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. 
Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. Our hearts go out to the hundreds of people whose homes were damaged or destroyed in the recent tornado. The amount of property loss is overwhelming. We know this is a stressful time and we're here to help if we can. I want to tell you about a few discounts and low finance rates we have. We have 1.9% financing available on the Bighorn Ram Crew cabs. We also have up to $9,000 off on the Laramie crew cab, 4x4s. And we have $7,000 off on new Grand Cherokee Limiteds. Just look for the green tags, folks. The green tag is my very best price. There is no haggling, no negotiating. We have all of our inventory marked. We have lots of inventory for you to look at, and we are making deals because it's a time that we need to help. We want to earn your business. Just tell us what we can do. Come see us today at Fletcher Dodge and Warden Road in Sherwood. Or you can shop us online anytime at FletcherDeals.com. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer presents Movie Trivia with Morning Mayhem. Listen every Wednesday morning for your chance to play and win. Morning Mayhem Movie Trivia every Wednesday brought to you by Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer on 103.7 The Buzz. Arkansas State Parks are your passport to explore everything the natural state has to offer, from our storied past to our scenic beauty. With unexpected escapes like Jacksonport State Park, you can get a unique look at our state's history. Each one of our 52 state parks offers something just a little bit different. So pick up your passport at any State Park Visitor Center. Plan your trip at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. Bradford Marine and ATV is proud to announce their all-new loyalty discount program at all six Bradford Marine and ATV statewide locations. Now through April 30th, your old tracker, sun tracker, ranger, Tahoe, nitro, or regency boat could earn you up to $2,000 off your new fiberglass ranger or nitro bass boat. Don't delay. This loyalty offer ends April 30th and is available now at Bradford Marine and ATV locations statewide. Bradford Marine, your authorized tracker dealer. See dealer for details. Are you someone who tries to drive while distracted by your phone? Someone who props it up on the steering wheel or peeks down at it for a glance? More just scrolls and scrolls. If so, you could be the next person to get into a fender bender, get a ticket, veer off the road, or even cause a crash that kills you or someone else. Enough with the phones already. Put them down and pay attention, or pay the price. You drive, you text, you pay. Paid for by NHTSA. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. <laughs> Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to get into. First off, though, real quick, Arkansas is up 9 nothing in uh, their game against Ole Miss, so they're just pouring it on. Uh, but just wanted to give you uh, all a little update on that. But I will say that one thing that I will give Taylor Swift a little bit of credit for, which is not something I will very do very often, but you know she's been playing in her tours and she's been doing multiple days in major cities. And uh, I know a lot of people went down to AT&T Stadium there in Arlington and went to her concert. 
and she had multiple concerts, and one, some of them were kind of during the daylight and everything. Well, here's what happened that makes it so fascinating. During her concert, they put up curtains on the windows to avoid the sun coming in to shine on the stage or on the in the areas and keep it as dark as possible, at least to keep the show going. So they can do it for a Taylor Swift concert, but can't do it apparently for the actual football games in the Cowboys Stadium. That's what the joke that everybody was making. But yeah, they actually had the curtains up because they're like, hey, we don't want the sun coming in. Uh, they did it. Surely the Cowboys and Jerry Jones and all of them can figure out a way to do it too. But kudos to Taylor Swift for saying, hey, this is dumb. We don't need sun coming in. Let's just put some curtains up. Uh, it's a stadium. Get that natural light coming in. <laughs> they don't have a problem with it. New Orleans Pelicans, they are guaranteed at least a spot in the play-in tournament, and they still could get to the sixth seed where they won't have to worry about the play-in tournament. They've been playing a large number of games in the season without Zion Williamson. He's been injured with a hamstring injury since January 2nd, and they said that if they are in the play-in tournament, that Zion, and that's next week, they said he won't be available for it because of practice. Uh uh, their uh, executive vice president, David Griffin, says it's not possible to get the work in that would put him in five-on-five workouts for the play-in. So our best possible outcome would be if everything lined up perfectly, maybe you're in a position for him to pr- practice prior to the first-round series or maybe sometime during a first-round series. So it puts the Pelicans back in a similar situation they were in last year where they actually did make it out of the play-in tournament into the playoffs, but Zion didn't play for them at all. And they're more hopeful this year that if they have to play in the play-in and they get to the playoffs, Zion would be available sometime in that first-round playoff series. So uh, with with what I'm a Star Wars fan, or at least I was a Star Wars fan, and they're doing Star Wars London right now, which is uh, kind of where they do a lot of announcement of their future projects. And they put out uh, quite a few of them. And some of them might be a little bit interesting, but uh, one of them that's got everybody up in arms is they are apparently doing a like an episode seven type of or episode ten technically. That's like fifteen years after episode nine. I, I don't know. It, it's all very weird, but it just is really sad because I feel like the Disney Star Wars is just a dead brand because of the lack of great shows and great movies that they've produced. Uh, since it uh, since they were able to take over the IP, just sad, just sad situation. So I saw it. I'm like, I'm not interested in any of this. Not to say any, none of it won't be good, but uh, just a shame that there used to be so much so much excitement surrounding Star Wars in these movies and shows, and now it's just man, nobody really cares about it anymore. Titans defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons has agreed to a four year contract extension with the Titans, worth up to ninety four million dollars. Now he was set to play. For the fifth-year option, which when you're on a rookie deal, if you're a first-round pick, they have that fifth-year option on you. He was set to play for 10.75 mil this season, but signing that extension now, he's going to get a lot more money coming in. 25 years old, he's a pro bowler, two-time second-team All-Pro, so definitely worth it for him to get the contract that he got, and uh, now he's locked to the Titans for at least the next five years. We know the Easter holiday is coming up this Sunday, and uh, there's a lot of traditions and a lot of things that go down that people can enjoy. But as far as uh, some of the studies and the stats for this year, it says that more people are going to be staying home for Easter as opposed to hanging out with their family this year. It's an extended family, and 5% people uh, make it a point to eat chocolate bunnies and buy the tails first, which we know chocolate bunnies are very popular on Easter, but uh, 67% of people spent time with family and friends last year, while 35% stayed home. But I guess whatever happened last year, they didn't want any part of it anymore. So uh, they're uh, not going to be not going to be hanging out with them as much. But still, the candy is still going to be a big deal. The chocolate's still going to be a big deal, and uh, they're still going to have the holiday celebration for Easter as well. Jason and Travis Kelsey, couple of brothers that played in the Super Bowl with Travis Kelsey's team, the Chiefs going on to win the Super Bowl. They both look like the careers they've had. They're going to be Hall of Famers. Well, their mom, Donna Kelsey, who there was a lot going on and uh, discussed about her in all the activities leading up to the Super Bowl, her outfit that she wore to the Super Bowl, it actually is being displayed in the Hall of Fame. So she actually gets in before her two sons where she had the split jersey and the shoes. One represent Eagles colors and the other Chiefs colors. So we talked a few weeks ago about Starbucks introducing a new olive oil drink. 
Well, since it's been introduced, it is not surprising because now it's being labeled as a legit laxative. Apparently, the people that have tried it out with the new olive oil drinks, they say that it changes everything when it comes to uh, to their bathroom breaks, so to speak. They're only selling them at select locations for now, so most people haven't tried them. But as soon as they drank it, they said that it was about 5 to 10 minutes, and they immediately had to find a bathroom. So if you're looking to try one of these olive oil drinks out at Starbucks when they get introduced at your local Starbucks, make sure that you're close enough to a bathroom where you may have to have a photo finish emergency. Source close to Tristan Thompson says he would love to be with Khloe Kardashian again. Says that Tristan still loves Khloe and would love to prove to her and her family that uh, he's worthy of getting another chance. He's doing whatever it takes to try to prove himself. And as of now, the source says the couple isn't together. They're just co-parenting. But Tristan Thompson is doing everything he can to try to win her back and uh, get some trust from the family also. So we know with Easter comes candy, and 92% of people are going to celebrate Easter by buying Easter candy. But here are the top 10 candies, actually, for Easter. Quite different from Halloween. But number one is Reese's Peanut Butter Eggs, Kinder Chocolate Candy Eggs, Starburst Easter Jelly Beans, Lint Milk Chocolate Bunnies. So we talked about Cadbury Easter Cream Eggs. Still don't understand those. Hershey's Milk Chocolate Candy Eggs, Hershey's Milk Chocolate Kisses, Peeps. They're disgusting, but people love them. M&M Easter milk chocolate candy, and then Brach's Jelly Bird eggs. I've never had those, but that's number 10. But as you can kind of see, there's a theme between eggs and bunnies and also beans because it makes sense for Easter. Ace Freely and Paul Stanley of Kiss, they've had their disagreements over the years, and Ace Freely actually did give Paul Stanley a call, and uh, this is a moment that they've been waiting for to try to see if they could work through some tension and work out years of tension between the two of them. But Ace Freely says he called Paul Stanley just to say a couple of simple words. Blank you. (laughs) Well, there's an interesting story here with Brad Pitt. So he was expanding his footprint in his L.A. estate, and one of the properties he bought belonged to a widower of his early 90s. So instead of kicking him off the property or anything, Brad Pitt allowed the guy to remain there rent-free until he died at the age of 105. So uh, sometimes, you know, Hollywood celebrities get a lot of bad raps for maybe being fake or, or something like that, but that's a pretty cool move, pretty real move, and I'm sure that that old widower really appreciated being able to stay on the property for that period of time. A man swimming in uh, the Arabian Gulf, he broke a Guinness Book of World Record. He, he broke the record for swimming the longest distance handcuffed. So he had his two hands cuffed together. It took him about six hours to complete it. And he broke the previous record by almost two miles. He had 7.238 miles and the previous record, 5.35 miles. Appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel next Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay tuned because we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important, and they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is Mexican chicken for only $7.49, paired with roasted